The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. After 1015 tonight, we have a special treat. It is our split panel. So two women, two men discussing all kinds of sexual topics. We'll talk about the different expectations we have for men and women, the pressures that men face, uh, getting dumped, the science of breakups, and how do your partner's political views affect you? Like, could you date a, uh, let's say, a Trump supporter, for example, or would that cause some friction in your relationship? All that and more. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. So let me uh, start with answering some of your questions, which you can send to me by email, laurie at drlaurie.com. You can also text me any questions you have at 514-800. Dear Dr. Laurie, I've listened to your show on a couple of occasions and really enjoyed it. Last month, you had a texter talking about intimacy and communication that really hit home. Uh, My husband and I have been together for eight years, and we deeply love and care for each other, but we have an ongoing sexual drive discrepancy that is working against all our efforts. We are now parents of three small children, and although we are tired and busy, our problems started long before they came around and has morphed through the years. In the beginning of our relationship, we were both very passionate, but after a while, my drive started slowing, and we would have tearful and power battle type of arguments, which did a lot of damage. Through time, we can discuss and listen to each other, but we don't know how to solve the problems. My husband wishes to have longer, more fulfilling, and passionate lovemaking, where I wish it could be over as quickly as possible. And I have an awkwardness about the whole thing. I seem to have forgotten how to kiss, and French kissing seems to be taboo. I just can't believe the limp rag that I'm turning into, and I miss my groove. We feel there's a lack of trust and intimacy in our relationship, but we also don't know how to work on or get that back. Are there any books or do you recommend a counselor to discuss our issues further? Definitely a counselor. The The clue for me is when you say there is a lack of trust and intimacy in the relationship. Where does the lack of trust come from? How the buildup of resentment sounds to have been there. So the pushing and the pulling and the pressure and all of that can also turn somebody off of sex. Uh, Desire discrepancies are normal. They are part of most relationships. Like not everybody is going to be on the same page all the time the whole length of a relationship. That's just completely unrealistic. Beginning of a relationship, always far more passionate, active, etc. You don't have the same responsibilities. You're also getting to know each other. You're being fueled by dopamine and other things that are happening because it's new. Once it gets into long term, that newness factor goes away and sometimes, well, you don't get that same rush. So you have to work a a little bit harder at it. Now, uh, what ends up happening for a lot of women, and I've talked about this multiple times on the show, is that women can lose their spontaneous desire for sex for the most part, especially when there's fatigue, there's young kids, there's responsibilities, there's a lot of stuff. So they Uh, they lose that spontaneous desire, but they don't lose 
their response to sex. So their desire becomes responsive rather than spontaneous, which means that if they allow themselves to get involved in a sexual activity and allow for the stimulation to happen, the arousal that they feel will then uh, drive the drive. So it'll it'll kickstart the, the drive so that they'll want to continue. And usually women who practice this, who, who will have sex, even when they don't feel totally like it, uh, that they don't, you know, they just don't have that, they're, they're not uh, full of desire for it. When they do engage in it, for the most part, most women will tell you that it's very satisfactory and it feels good and uh, they wish they had more drive. They just, they just don't have that spontaneous drive. So if we understand how drive works, then uh, it's easier as a couple to work on that. The problem is oftentimes the male partner whose drive is very spontaneous, has a lot of uh, desire, doesn't feel that his needs are uh, being met, will tend to push for more sex. And that push creates pressure. That pressure creates even less desire to want to get involved um, sexually. So... That's part of the uh, that's part of the issue. It is healthy to have opposite opinions on politics and even religion. Makes for great debate so long as you respect the other person's opinion. Just agree to disagree. Technical note: your voice is in and out. So I'm not sure if that's hap- if something's happening technically, but I'll we'll check that out. So if anybody else is is hearing, it's fading in and out. I'm not sure why that's happening, but we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, I met a 33-year-old guy recently that I'm very attracted to, both physically and mentally. We seem to click on every level, but there's one thing I can't seem to get used to. When we met, he told me that he owned an office supply company, but after a month of seeing each other, he admitted to me that he really owns an escort agency. He swears up and down that he never does anything with the girls and that it's just a business like any other. I, on the other hand, think it's really sleazy and that it says something about him. Do you think it really makes a difference? Am I wrong to be bothered by it? You know, if you're bothered by something, if you have a feeling about something, there's no right or wrong about a feeling. You can have a feeling... Another person cannot come in and say, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, but I feel that way. Like you can't tell somebody how they should or shouldn't feel. Um, How do you feel about dating someone who owns that kind of, uh, like whether it's an escort agency, a massage parlor, a strip joiner, any, any other kind of business? Like you have to see how you feel about it because ultimately it's your partner that you have to introduce to people and you have to be have the, a pride in your partner so if it's if it's okay with you that's fine but if fundamentally it's not and he let's say you feel that he is uh, exploiting uh, women for example for for business or you have some like values uh, about this kind of thing then it's not going to work. The other thing too, is that he, there was obviously a lie. So, um, what, you know, is this something that some, you think somebody should, and I'm asking listeners here, uh, somebody should come up front and, and say so, or was he wrong to wait a whole month before, uh, telling you that this is what he did and, and lied about the kind of business that he has. I, I don't know how important it is what your partner does for a living is to you. For some people, this really matters 
a lot and for other people, maybe not. And, and what profession do we draw the line at? My line may be different than your line and different than somebody else's line. So this is why it's really tough for anybody to answer um, that question for you. And is this going to affect trust levels for you? Is this going to, like you have to start to, to kind of, you know, play it out. Are you going to want to get to see these women? Are you going to, like, like I, I think trust would be one issue that would be a big one for a lot of people for, for this kind of industry. I'm not sure. Um, so those are questions that I know I'm not giving you any answers, but at least I'm giving you questions uh, to, uh, to think about. Coming up, we'll talk about the pressures that men face. We'll talk about different expectations for men and women. I want to talk about your partner's political views. Does it have an impact on your relationship or on you? Or if you were dating or just going out to date, does it matter what your partner's political views are or how much does it matter? So I want to ask our split panel tonight, which is exciting because we have two guys and two women so I don't know if it'll be a battle of the sexes or what it will be, but we'll uh, we'll see. And we're going live on Facebook, so uh, if you want to like the Dr. Lori Batito page, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name, like the page. We'll go live on Facebook in just a few moments after we check traffic with Kira Yeager. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Could you date someone who has completely different political views than you? Uh, well, that's one topic we'll cover tonight. Tonight in studio, we have a split panel. We've been promising this for a very long time. We're also live on Facebook, so you can watch us, interact with us in between uh, segments. Just go to my Facebook page and uh, and watch and make your comments. In studio with us, we have a bunch of regulars, which is always fun. Uh, Carlo DeLuca, who's the owner of Station 16 Gallery in Montreal and Station 16 Gallery in Denver and coming up a new Station 16 <laughs> Gallery uh, again in Montreal. We have Chinzia, who is a singer and songwriter and the front woman for Chinzia and the Eclipse. We also have Stephen Boyce, who's an award-winning and nominated artist, singer, songwriter, music producer, actor, and I think an engineer as well, <laughs> talking about doing many things. And, of course, our very own Paris Mansouri, who is a CJD 800 contributor, marketing specialist. Uh, she has a, lot, a huge list of things that she does, too. So all of us busy doing a million things. Uh, welcome. This is great. I don't know. Like, the panel is split visually two sides of the room. Did you do that on purpose? I, I'm wondering. Paris, is that your fault? Did uh, you set them no, up this way? No, completely accidental. We are live on Facebook, and if anyone wants to watch the fireworks, they're on in your background as well. <laughs> so oh, there could, you go. They could watch you live. That's And funny. also quite literally watch the fireworks behind the scenes. Okay, that's always fun. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, partners' political views and how it affects effects like should you is this something worth breaking up over a partner's uh political views and and then i i got some interesting like read some stories about people you know i mean politics is divisive right it's it's one of those things that if you're very passionate about something and politics is one of those things whether it's a political um forget like uh, maybe a political candidate but what uh, something that's going on in the country or uh, an issue that you take uh, 
pride in or issue with or, or that you're very passionate about can be very divisive. So I, I'm just wondering how you all feel about that. Stephen, you want to start? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I think the same thing with friends. You can have friends and have different opinions in terms of politics. And I mean, if you can keep that friendship going, then I think the same thing can happen in relationships. I think it's normal to have difference opi- differences and opinions in, on things. Yeah. I know politics is really divisive it really divides people <laughs> yes um, especially on social media but i think the real world isn't like social media where everyone takes one stance and doesn't even care, care to listen to the other side um i think in the real world people are more incl- are more willing to hear what the other person has to say and i think in a relationship if you want it to work ir- irrespective of what you're arguing about if you're not listening to each other then it's not going to work period it, but you can listen, but what happens if you disagree so fundamentally about something? Like, to me, uh, somebody's political uh, stance or views tells me something about them, right? In many, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but uh, I have a hard time. Like, I have a relative, for example, who's a, a huge Trump supporter, but I looked at him completely, yeah, I look at him differently now. I see the things he posts, and I'm like, are you a racist cuz like I I'm having trouble with this you know I'm really having trouble with this so I can't imagine that in a relationship having such different uh, political views Paris it makes a difference what they're supporting okay I you know if they're non-apologetic for his comments about women that's one thing but if they are supporting his views on you know his foreign affairs for example if they have a specific concern that I could understand where they're coming from. You know, if they're very religious and they're extremely conservative and and they don't believe in abortion, you know, abortion rights in and of itself is a topic that could be highly contentious. But if they're talking on that front, it's one thing. But if they're talking on the front of, he'd never like assault a woman because he just wouldn't and they're too ugly. Like, you know, Trump's comments saying, you know, she's unattractive, I would never. If somebody defended him on those grounds, I that would be more concerning to me than if they're saying, you know what, I am concerned about illegal immigration. My cousin was killed by an illegal immigrant and we weren't able to do Mm -hmm. a trial because there were no paperwork. Like, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But if you have no justification and you're like, there are way too many immigrants and way too many women in power and it needs to be controlled, well, that's But you and I, we all know that when uh, people support a particular candidate, it's almost a support at all costs. You know, it's like I, I'm, I've got to back this person up. And so, like, there are – it defies logic. Like, this, to me, there's no logic there. I just I think – I think when people are – when they they choose one side completely and are not able to look at the other side, there's something very dangerous about that period. When you're an extremist, irrespective right. of what you're doing if you're too right. extreme in your opinion then there's something very dangerous about that period also if you're just labeling let's say that um, we're talking about trump over here right well you <laughs> could much. yeah yeah <laughs> we so, could talk trudeau too but uh, i think I, trump is the obvious one because he, he is the yeah. to me one of the most divisive so every since he's been elected i think it's it's become a label if you like trump then you must be an evil person if you don't like Trump, you must be a good person. I think it's almost like when you're swiping through some apps now. Right, it's right. Tall, it's tall person, short person, red hair. Well, I don't believe, like, I, I don't necessarily believe that Trump supporters are all bad people or non-Trump supporters are all good people. Like, I don't. But your initial not, thought that runs yeah, through your head is what? 
think my, that's what causes problems. I look at the issue. It's like, I, I, what do you believe? Like, if somebody says to me they're a Trump supporter, then I want to ask, well, so what are your thoughts on abortion? What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on immigration? What are your thoughts on, like, I want to know those kinds of things because it might tell me something about them. I don't know, Chinsa, you're in a yeah. dating stage. Like, what, <laughs> what uh, would you date someone who... Um, I was actually just having this discussion with a friend today, and I think it's important to speak with people who have completely different views from you in a respectable way. And I think... Um, it's like Paris was saying, depending on where they stand with the topics and what they're actually standing for, then it can make a difference. Because if you're standing for something and you're passionate about something that I'm completely against, then that can cause yes, issues. Yes, exactly. You know, but if you're standing for, um, let's say like she was saying, is foreign affairs, then there can be a certain level of understanding. I think where it gets dangerous with friends or in a relationship is when you're just completely closed minded and don't even want to listen to the person. Because that's how, like, how are you supposed to have a healthy discussion if you're not actually taking in the other side? Right. I have a question for you, though. Do you think, and also maybe, Dr. Laura, you can talk on this, is it an age thing? Because if you're in a relationship that's maybe less serious and it's like a summer fling, does it really matter? Or yeah, it does matters. it start mattering when you <laughs> become more serious? Yeah, it matters. Yeah, it matters. It, it matters. matters. I don't want to be like, we meet in the club and then you're like, I love Trump. I'm like, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm not even going to bed with you, you know, nope. no matter how good looking you are. Uh, Texter writes, I'm a black Canadian woman. I could never date a hashtag MAGA supporter. I could debate civility with a stranger who was a MAGA supporter. I could never sleep with one. Hashtag diva for real. Hashtag America was never great. <laughs> um, another texter. It's very difficult to coexist and have an intimate relationship with someone when you find that you can't even agree on the most fundamental subjects. I thought I could make it work, but it just couldn't. So I think some people really have, have trouble with that. Another text writes, I'm a staunch Trump supporter. I'm smart, affluent, successful, kind, and not crazy. I could never be with a non-Trump supporter. Thank God my husband of 30 years is on the same page. So, see, it gets, you know, works the other way, too. I think it's kind of sad that one person can divide people so much. I'm not saying Trump. I know, is, right? I'm not saying he's totally. choosing. Right. I'm just saying that one person can break a relationship because like I'm I'm for I'm I'm against it. That's really sad personally. Well, it, but I think it's what they stand for. What they stand for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's the person even though I really you know, I, I can't just base it on what he looks like cuz I find him pretty but the Republican unattractive, <laughs> but, but but you know, that's not the point, right? It's it's more about listening to all the other stuff. The Republican Party, I'm sorry we're getting so deep in the politics, so <laughs> yeah, has it. always supported the same issues. It's just the rhetoric and the yeah, way he presents the it. Yeah. Yes, that's quite true. That's quite true. So then the, the bigger question is, could a Democrat marry or go out with a, a, a Republican? We don't seem to have the same issue here because we don't, I don't, we don't, and I'm it doesn't sure seem so extreme here. Oh my here. God, of course we do. do is can that extreme? A, can a Trudeau supporter really date a Sheer a supporter or vice versa? Come on. Yeah, I seriously okay. doubt it. <laughs> well, I seriously doubt it. I think it's like religious. That's like saying that a Christian can't 
be with a Muslim. I think people can put their differences aside and and, and maybe even see where there's commonality. I, I per- maybe I'm just hopeful, but I think that people <laughs> you're like the forever. Optimist, yeah, I'm like right? I'm like I'm like we are. can find a way around the differences. Um, that's just my yeah. opinion. A couple of more texts. I think if you generalize, it's safe to say that if you're on the left, you can't be with someone on the right. But if you're on the right, yeah. you are probably more tolerant to be with someone who's on the left. It's that's so interesting. That's right. Do you, you agree guys agree that? too? One hundred percent. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're just automatically a little, a little more open-minded, you know. So it's easier to kind of be like, okay, I'll listen to you. Interesting. Whereas, like, just that comment about how uh, I'm like a full-on Trump supporter and I'm not crazy. Like, it's defensive right away, you know. Yeah, we get we get quite defensive. That's part oh, of the yeah. problem. As much as many people do not like Trump, this texter writes, but we must remember many millions voted for him, better than 50% of the U.S. voting population. Can so many be so wrong? And there's a very good chance he will be reelected. He is not a politician, and he does not present himself as one, obviously. Right, huh. except, you know, you want... I, for one, would like a politician running politics rather than, you know, somebody else. But, again... Uh, only an ex-Muslim could date a Christian, not a practicing Muslim. Christians don't support Sharia laws, according to this texter. I, I can't di- dive that far into it, so I, <laughs> I can't. I wow. cannot comment. But that's actually we're gonna. That is one topic that's coming up for discussion, and maybe we'll we will jump to that one after the news. But talking about cultural differences and how whether it's religious differences, cultural differences, rituals, all these things, like how that gets navigated in relationships because i've heard a lot of uh, a lot of horror stories in that area too maybe maybe not didn't start out that way but ended up that way so i think it's important that maybe we can talk about that and if anybody has had experiences here dating either outside their culture outside their faith and what the uh, challenges were and we'll ask our listeners that as well 514-800 if you'd like to join in Uh, you can also join us on facebook go to my facebook page and watch us live and interact with us carlo de luca uh, Chinsia, Stephen Voice, and Paris Mansouri are split panel tonight in studio discussing all kinds of topics. Right now, let's check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangouts and the heartbreak, you're to listening to Passion, CJD 800. Me, I don't stay because I'm no Good at the games that you play I don't like to waste time But what we could have been, should have been Never mind, I don't like to rewind That's all in the past I'm not waiting That is the voice of Chinzia, one of our guests here tonight. Beautiful. I can't get enough of your voice, honestly. Oh, thank you. Between you and Steven, like, it's all the music I need, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's yes. amazing. Our split panel tonight, Carlo DeLuca, Chinzia of Chinzia and the Eclipse, Steven Voice, who's uh, also an award-winning and nominated artist, singer, songwriter, music producer, actor, blah, 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 and, and philanthropist now and all kinds of other stuff, and Paris Mansori also. We are live on Facebook, so you can interact with us in between. What an interesting discussion about politics, you know? It's like the one thing I hate, really I try to avoid, is political talk but when it affects relationships then it's in my domain and then I feel like okay I've got to you know talk about this so uh, but then it gets like people start getting on these 
little bit of uh, political rants that I, I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that is not what I want. But this person writes, the guy I was dating in college would so often say something offensive that I'd immediately shut down. Eventually, it got to the point where I'd tell him we couldn't have political conversations. In the end, we broke up because we had a giant fight about him calling my friend a whore after I told him that was ab- absolutely unacceptable. Well, that says a hell of a lot more than politics right mm-hmm. but but i guess some people call it uh offend you know whatever they'll get offended by a lot of things so talking about culture and and uh, this person writes in that sharia law comment was total bs it is like saying every christian believes in the rapture or every christian takes the host there are uh, also differing practices among muslims very true um, Texter says, I said it before and I'll say it again. A one hour show is not long enough. <laughs> Your show is informative <laughs> so and educational. That is Needs so to true. be yep. a 90 minute show. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate your support. Rah, rah. I didn't pay him to say that, but yeah. All right. Cultural differences. We talked about political differences. What about cultural differences? And like we have different cultures and religions represented right here in this room. So I don't know what your dating histories are, but maybe uh, you can share about like some of the the challenges I can tell you that getting married, like two cultures that come together and marry, I see that in my practice. I know what the what the issues are. Like some some of these things can be um, really tough to compromise on, especially because when you get two people get married, you've got two families. It's not just two individuals and your kids. You also have family influences and 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 expectations and rituals and and all kinds of things. So. Um, what, what do you think are the odds of success or how do you make that successful? I think you need to ask yourself how religious really am I from the get-go when you're dating someone? Uh, it does play a role. I'm married to a Greek Orthodox woman and it, it really affected our relationship when we started to date. And oh, really? It did. I, I, first of all, she was Greek, and I thought oh, I thought everybody was actually Christian Catholic. I only <laughs> found out three months in that. You're so naive. <laughs> <laughs> my high school was 99% right, right. Italian. Right. So I thought everybody outside my walls was actually right. Italian. So <laughs> I had the same experience. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Where did I say my school? <laughs> so um, when we were dating, I realized afterwards that she's not Catholic, and it did pose a bit of a problem that soon after our, our dating, while we were dating, she had a dialogue even with my mom. And my mom says, if you're going to marry my son, you're going to marry him in a Catholic church. Oh, okay. And she was 18 years old and she had to do her sign of a cross. Okay. And she accepted. But then you're 18 and then when you're getting married five, six years later, you're not the same person that agreed right. to, to it back then. Right. Right. Because you'll say anything, right? It's of like, course. yeah, yeah, sure, I'll convert. Or yes. yes, I'll do this. Or yes, I'll do that. But... What happens later down the road? Well, we got married in the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were baptized Carlo Catholic. Won. I love that we know, like, it's far back enough that we know the ending of the That's story. Right. <laughs> I got married They're still together, in a yeah. Greek church, though. I did get married a year later in her Oh, so you did two yeah. kind of two weddings. Yes. How did the families feel? Like, what were the challenges for you in terms of raising the children, for example? Uh, we decided they were going to be raised Catholic. Okay. I felt as a man, they should take the father's religion. Sorry. Carlo, Sorry. Sorry. where's my whip right now? I sent them to Greek. I sent them to Greek Orthodox school. Oh, okay. Only nice. because there was no Italian private schools. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo's the tell-all guy here. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, well, there. I, like, I don't know. Do, does this even matter to you, Stephen? I mean, when I'm, you're dating. I'm a mix. I mean, even, I'm talking about. Uh, 
ethnicity wise ethnicity i'm I'm a mix i'm I'm part black part white um so for me yeah but wait part black part white but even within black you have different cultures of course of course but you know be more specific well nigerian (laughs) nigerian and and part german um but i mean for me it's i've never just because of who i am i've always kind of seen the world as this as a as a more beautiful place when we allow ourselves to kind of jump around and mix and match and for me that's and so even when it comes to when it comes to religion I I don't necessarily believe in I'm, I mean I'm I'm Christian Catholic, uh, but I I see similarities in all the religions and for me it's all about just people connecting kindness you know, and, and kindness mm-hmm. and just loving one another and believing in something maybe bigger than us what what that is I don't know but I just I just have a hard time not accepting all people you know like i believe i i, I want people to just be themselves and and, and right. for me there's no issue there you're such a utopic i am thinker, aren't i you? am like, i am wait you're not married yet or have kids wait we'll have this discussion a little <laughs> bit later uh this texture writes i personally once dated a muslim woman i was brought up catholic we were okay her family thought i was satan you know, so so your families, but your families have have an impact yeah, on, on yeah, this, definitely. right? Like let's like you as much as you can try to say no, uh, once you start talking about marriage and the kids and the expectation between you, it's like no, no, we'll do both, we'll be okay. But then you have this parent saying no, they must be baptized or no, they must be circumcised or whatever it is, you start to run into issues. I mean. I don't know. I've never been close to like the point of marriage and that being an issue, so I wouldn't know about that. But um, my first serious boyfriend was Irish, and um, when I had told my grandfather, who's Italian, I thought I was gonna get a like a big talking to of how like you know Italians and they're better and na na Um Instead, I told him I'm like no no my boyfriend's Irish, and he like took a breath and was like you know the best way to learn about a culture is to date them. Ah, and I was like, that's oh a forward God. thinking uh, grandfather. <laughs> I know. That's I'm pretty cool. <laughs> uh, this texture says, I'm a Jewish male, was dating a non-religious Catholic, living together and had a child together. Child changes the dynamic drastically. I've actually become a lot more observant since my father's passing and my spouse is very supportive, but it does complicate things if your religion matters to you and you want to follow it. And this is the situation I've seen, is that you get two religions that say, sure, we'll raise the kids both, we'll, we'll be fine. And then one person gets more religious for whatever reason. This person, it was, you know, their, their father passing, so they would go to synagogue more frequently, whatever, and they become more observant in their Jewish faith. And so there's a, then becomes like, no, I want... I want to have a kosher home now, or I want to do this, or I want this is important to me. That's important to me. So suddenly the rules have changed on things that you'd agreed on before, and this is the 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 big risk. But isn't that like I mean, it's the same thing with just about anything. People say, um, and then as time goes on, they change, and that changes the dynamic. Um, so I just think I, I personally think that it's. Just circumstances cir- often change not yeah. necessarily people, people but, but, like, but things happen that yeah. make us kind of uh, of change uh, we can we'll continue this and answer uh, and, and read some of your text but also I want to talk to the split panel about the uh, different expectations that we have uh, for men and women and, and is there more pressure on men than there is on women we'll discuss that next passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. 
That is the music of the Stephen Voice, whose song, by the way, you also hear at the end of every single show and every season. You give us one of your yep, songs yep, to play, yep. which I just love you for because you've become like the the voice of passion, Aww. the singing voice of passion, which I love. Uh, as that was Summer Lust, and Stephen Voice is here, as is another beautiful singer, uh, Chinzia uh, of Chinzia and the Eclipse. Carlo De Luca doesn't have much of a voice, but he has an eye for art, boy, an eye for art. He's the owner of Station 16 Gallery and Paris Mansouri, what do I, who dabbles who dabbles in opera in opera singing, <laughs> oh, from what I understand. I took classes. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're having fun. Uh, you can join us on Facebook and have a little bit of fun, too. So we were talking about cultural differences affecting the odds of a relationship. I just want to bring it right back to a couple things because these are things that people don't talk about before getting married, and they really, really, really should, right? It's like, how are we going to raise the children? How are we going to spend holidays? Um, what kind of religious symbols are we going to have in the home? Do you expect me to go to church with you or do you expect our children to, you know, and you can prepare as much as possible. The reality is things do change, right? And your own beliefs can change and your own dedication or devotion to your culture or religion can also change. So uh, it means open communication at all times. 514-800 if you want to interact with us. All right, uh, ladies and gents. Let's look at what society values most in men and what it values most in women. So a big survey was done uh, that looks at what are the top traits that people uh, in our society say they value most in men uh, and in women. So 33% said that honesty and morality was the thing they was at the top of the list of traits that uh, people say society values most for women what do you think the top one was at 35 percent honesty nah oh nah. come on it was physical attractiveness <laughs> yeah, okay. oh wow, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> wow. yeah uh, yeah what? so here i'm gonna run down the like the top five for men so honesty okay. morality professional financial success Ambition, leadership, strength, toughness, hard work, good work ethic, and at number six was physical attractiveness. For women, this is a society as a whole, American mm -hmm. society, let me just add. Uh, physical attractiveness was number one. Empathy, nurturing, kindness was number two. Then intelligence, then honesty, then ambition and leadership, and then hard work and good work ethic. So completely reversed. Mm -hmm. I feel like well, that might stem from the fact that a lot of women think like, oh, he's cute, and then I could just, I'll change that part of him, which is not a proper mentality, and I think it's the worst mentality in the world. But I I mean, I guess that's why physical attraction is at the top, because it's the one thing that you think you can't change. But they val that's what's valued most in women, not valued most mm -hmm. in men. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll value his attraction because, like... That's something that's fixed, and I can't change that. But if he has, like, a crappy personality, I can change that. You think that you know a lot of I mean? women... Well, I think a lot of... You're, you're really talking about something that can be a problem, which is that women often will fall in love with a man's potential, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And women think that with through their nurturing and all of their empathy and their compassion and all that, that they'll be able to fix. A man yeah. measures his success in a few different ways, right? Your career, how much money you make... Um, and then being your authentic self. 
how does a woman measure herself? Does she measure herself the same way or does she measure herself by how pretty am I? Or Ah, well, that's a really good, uh, what a great question to bring up. Ladies, how do women measure themselves? For me, it's being able to bring something to the table, period. Like regardless of what I look like or who I am in society. If, if we're talking like with a significant other, that's it. But when it comes to society, I, I feel like if I'm not a contributing member to society, like doing something, whether it's volunteer work or helping put other people in the spotlight, just something proactive to help my community, whether it's with animals, women's shelter, you know, whatever it is. Plus that, you know, if I, I'm trying to think there was a period of time when I was unemployed, like a long time ago, I remember I had a hard time, like this was in my early 20s, I had a hard time finding work afterwards. And I remember I had to go on unemployment. And to this day, like I felt such a guilt, like I remember it. And I'm like, my God, I have to work twice as hard because look at how I'm being helped by like our, our system. Like I need to give it back. Like I'm that kind of See, person. there's the value of empathy, nurturing, exactly. kindness, right? Yeah. Right right uh, at the very, very oh, top. Lord. I just fit <laughs> Yeah. You know, you're you're so American. typical, Paris. <laughs> you know, I find like, sad. Really. That, I find sad that the, the survey is reflective of, of gender tropes. You know, I feel like if if, they, if, the, if those same people were surveyed uh, when it comes to ethnicity, they'd say like, you know, African-Americans are more inclined to be basketball players and sports and, you know, mm. Caucasians are more inclined to be business people. I just right. feel like it's it's, it's so, so generalized. Sad. Yeah, yeah. It's so generalized and it's such a gender trope. And I think that's something that we have to change because it's it's I personally think it's really harmful. Um, yes. and, and it makes people believe that they fit in the box and they have to live up to that box and, and they don't and they try to deviate from that box and they're deviating. They're, they're deviants. And that's I'm really surprised sad. that right. there's no, still two right. boxes. I'm really surprised yeah. that there's still yeah. two boxes. Yeah. Well, 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 you know, there are more boxes, uh, at least with, that we can check off on passports and stuff. But but yes. as a society and, and values and what have you, there, it's going to take, I think, decades and decades to, to change a lot of that, to change the different views on, on men and women and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just what we tend to value or how we value ourselves. Because it's a really good question. Like, how are women, how, what do they value about themselves so if you ask young women versus maybe older women who might have grown up where you had value if you were married and if you had children that's what that and you married good you know you married well that gave you value that's not today's uh, young woman I don't think that she that that's how she measures her success yeah totally um and I totally agree with Paris on that like you have to have some sort of value within yourself and I think that you kind of need to be whole on your own and kind of be a little bit independent to be um, able to be in a healthy relationship. Because to me, a, a relationship shouldn't be dependent, but it should be like that's right. It's, it's inter. Yeah, there's an inter interlock. Exactly. You know, for that, yeah. we've run out of time. So like sad. this went so already? fast. I know already. <laughs> Uh, Chinzia, where can people find you? Um, I'm super active on Instagram and Facebook at Chinzia, C-I-N-Z-I-A underscore The Eclipse. Wonderful. And for you, Carla. Right now I'm at 1717 Renee Lenek. Lenek? Lenek. Station16gallery.com. All right. And you're active on Instagram too, posting all kinds of pictures. Stephen Voice, where can people hear your music? Just find me on Instagram. Yeah, it's Stephen Voice. (laughs) (laughs) And his acting and, and everything else. Ninja Steven and Steven will be performing at our uh, 20th anniversary. Uh, Paris, you? At Paris Mansuri on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or filling in for me. But we're going to see you on Monday night. We have our millennial panel on yeah. Monday night, which I think I'm back from 
California, so we can do that together. Jet lagged, but uh, I will be here. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks uh, to Dave Simon, our technical producer tonight. To connect with me on social media or send me questions or comments, you can do that at drlaurie.com. You could just fill out the contact form there and give me your questions. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Uh, Have a great rest of the evening. And remember to live your life with passion.